Next time, I would not listen to the texts when they say, dress up. <laughs> because, I mean, oh well, I, uh, yeah, we, we, some of us dressed up, and then I came, I so, like, I'm overdressed, but anyways. I'm preaching, so it worked out, it worked out. But how are you guys doing? Yeah? How was the week? Yeah? <laughs> Sweet, sweet. No, it's good. It's good to uh, it's good to be in the presence of God all the time, and uh, without wasting any more time. Today, we are going to continue in the uh, in the subject of prayer. That we have been looking we have been looking at this subject with uh, Mati for uh, the past, I think, two two to three weeks, and we're going to continue in that subject. Today we are going to read from the book of Luke. Book of Luke. Uh, we're going to read two passages from this book. And uh, the first chapter that we're going to look at is Luke three chapter, Luke chapter three, verse fifteen to twenty. I read. It says, "Everyone was expecting the Messiah." Excuse me, let me start again. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to, to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you in, uh, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat. With he, uh, with his winnowing fork, then he will clean. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff. But burning the chaff with never-ending fire. I should hold my Bible close to my face. With uh, never-ending fire, John used much, used many uh, many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee for marrying Herodias, thank you, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding his sin to his many others. That's Luke chapter 3 uh, from 15 to 20. Now we're going to turn a few chapters ahead to Luke chapter 7. And we'll read from verse 18 to 23. Verse 18 of chapter 7. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At at that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's, uh, John's disciples, go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. Praise God. Let's pray. 
Lord, uh, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, because you are here with us. And Lord God, where, there is, uh, where your presence is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And we declare that in this place there will be freedom, there will be liberty in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you open our hearts, you open our ears and our souls, Lord God, to, uh, to receive your word. And that, Lord, our hearts will be fertile ground. And Lord God, not, not only will we hear your word, but we'll, uh, your word will take root and grow and bear much fruit in our hearts, in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Uh, so I know most of you guys, well, at least everyone here, has seen a video or two that look like this, uh, like uh, a mom or a parent holding a toddler uh, or teaching a toddler how to swim, right? And uh, I'm, uh, actually, I saw this video. Mom, a mom had a, maybe a two-year-old or three-year-old uh, son in a, in a pool. And she held the baby like this with two arms. And the baby could feel, like, uh, could feel the, the mom's uh, hands on, her, uh, on him. And, you know, he was trying to swim around and do all that. And the mom was carrying him like this through, through the pool. And, you know, the, the boy was getting confident and doing the, uh, the motion of swimming like that. And then, as the mom saw that the boy was getting uh, confident by the second, she removed the top hand from the back of the, uh, of the toddler. And the kid, after realizing that one hand was removed from him, he just panicked. Uh, for whatever reason, he thought that the mom had left him completely and he was drowning. So he started like flapping his hands like, uh, as if he was drowning. But the mom had just removed one hand from the toddler. And it was, of course, it was a funny video, but you know, it also just shows how much fear is embedded in, uh, in the human being. From a young age, we, we, uh, we are afraid to be in a vulnerable, uh, like a vulnerable uh, position where we feel like we are, we have no control or nothing is holding us and we might drown. And I mean, this was a toddler, but we can relate in one way or another. We find ourselves in situations where we, we feel like we're drowning and we start, you know, flapping, uh, uh, not, not uh, physically, but you know, emotionally, spiritually, and uh, all over the place, just trying to find something to grab at because you feel like you're drowning. And so we find uh, in, this, in these two passages that we've read, we find a similar situation uh, with one of the most powerful men in the Bible, one of the most uh, profound prophets in the Bible, John the Baptist. He, uh, he was a man that God used to, to, uh, to prepare the way of the Lord. He was a man that God used to, uh, to prepare the nation, the culture, for the coming of Jesus Christ. And this man went about preaching to many people. He went about baptizing people. That's why they called him John the Baptist. He went about uh, just doing mighty things, being used by God left and right. And at the height of his uh, ministry... You know, God is using him. He's speaking to everyone. He spoke to uh, Herod. The, uh, it was like a king of, uh, 
of uh, Judea, he spoke against his actions because this man married uh, his, uh, his brother's wife. So John, because he's a prophet, he's a man of God, he speaks against that. And because this man, he's a political figure, he has, uh, he has a reputation to, to, uh, to uh, uphold, and he has the power, he takes uh, John the Baptist and puts him in prison. And that's, what, uh, that's where we read it in uh, Luke 3, verse, uh, verse 20, that Herod put John the Baptist in prison. And this great man who, had been, uh, who was being used by God mightily, was now in a dungeon, was now in a, in a, in a, in a place where there was, there was no hope, darkness all around, confined to a small space. And then we find fear and, uh, fear and uh, doubt start to creep over this great prophet. You know, before, just, in a, uh, just, uh, uh, just before this, before he was arrested, he was prophesying about Jesus, about this Messiah that is coming. He is a great man. I'm not even uh, worthy to untie his sandals. He will, flee, uh, he will free you from, uh, from all bondages. The Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. He prophesies. And then when he is arrested when he is in bondage, when he is in a dark place, we see that he is filled with fear and doubt, and he starts to question the, uh, the word that God placed in his heart. He starts to question uh, the validity of Jesus' ministry and his, Messiah, uh, his Messiahhood. So he sends his, do, uh, his two disciples, hey, go ask Jesus if he's the one or if we should keep uh, waiting for another one, because when I was thinking about this, when I, when, I, uh, when I received the word, I thought maybe I was going to be in a, in a different position than this. I was going to be probably by the Messiah's uh, right hand, serving him. But now I'm in bondage, but I've been prophesying about this guy, and I don't know if he's really the, the person because of my position, because of my, uh, my, that my, uh, my position and my circumstances right now that don't align with the word of God that was being uh, poured into my life. And so he sends his two disciples to inquire, to ask Jesus if he indeed is the one. And of course, because Jesus is here, he's in person, when we, when we uh, hear that when we, uh, or read that, we don't particularly think of it as a prayer. But it is a prayer. He is sending his disciples to inquire for him. He's sending his people to go ask God uh, about the doubts that he has, about the questions that he has. So he sends his disciples in a word of prayer, go ask Jesus if he's the one. And I was thinking about this, and uh, it, it weighed heavy on my heart because many times, we find ourselves in a place where God is using us or we're seeing God move in mighty ways. And we, uh, there's nothing, almost nothing wrong going on. And we, we actually see God uh, in, a, in, a, in a clearer way. We, we, we understand that this is God moving. We know that nothing else 
uh, apart from God's hand, uh, is, is, is moving in my life. You cannot attribute whatever is going on in my life apart from God. So uh, we, find, we find that uh, John the Baptist, he is, uh, he is out here, he is wondering if what God had been doing through him was actually legit because he's in a, dark, in a dark place. And many times we can be soaring so high, we can be soaring in a place where we, we can't, uh, we can't, we feel like we can't even doubt God. We feel like every prayer that we pray is being answered. We feel like every time we close our eyes and say a prayer, we can actually sense God's, uh, God's presence in our midst. And in that place, it's easy to have faith. It's easy to, to rely on God. It's easy to, uh, to, to read the word and say, yes, this is for me. This is what uh, God is, uh, has been talking about. Uh, it's easy to hear other people uh, speak, life into, uh, speak words of life into your life and believe it. But we know that life is, uh, is not a constant plane where you're just on the, same, uh, on the same level. You go up and you go down. You go down and you go up. Valleys and hills. And Thus, we sometimes find ourselves in a dark place, in a place where it's, uh, the word of God is not as clear as we would like it to be. Our prayers don't feel like they're being as, uh, they're being as, uh, uh, as effective as we would like them to be. And then, at that time, what is the solution? What do we do? Because... Here, we are, we, are, we are given a story of this, uh, of this great man of God. Because, I mean, if he was just another person, it would be like, okay, because maybe they have sinned or they're not close to God, so that's why they were in this position. But this is a prophet. This is a man of God. And he finds himself in this position. And so my, my uh, message today is that when you find yourself in a place like this, when you find yourself in a place where it's dark and you can't see light out of it, one, say a prayer. Two, if you have people around you, ask them for prayer, for help in prayer. Because we know that we are not independent. We are dependent on each other. We are interdependent on each other. We are God's church, God's, uh, the, uh, we, the church is the body of Christ, different members, and together we are what is, uh, we, we are together one body, and there's no way that one, uh, one part, one part of the body can stand independent of another. So, in a place where it's dark, the devil uh, preys on people in, in such places, and you feel like, I don't need anyone else to help me. I don't need anyone else to, to know what I'm going through. But here, the man of God reminds us that it is okay and very necessary to ask people, excuse me, to ask people to help you with the doubts, to ask people to help you with your prayers that you need. And so the two disciples go to Jesus and they ask him, John the Baptist, the man who came before you, the man who, who, uh, led almost a revolution uh, in, our, in, in our society. He is now in prison. He's now in a dark place. 
He's no longer, the, uh, he's, you can almost say he's no longer at the same level of ministry that he was. He's no longer seeing God uh, uh, move physically in the same way that he saw him a few, a few years ago. Now this man is in a dark place and he wants answers. He is in a doubtful place and he is looking for answers. And there's two people, uh, these, uh, these disciples, they ask this to Jesus and Jesus replies, he says, in uh, verse, verse 22, he says, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and what you have heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. So Jesus, he, uh, he points to, to, uh, to the work of God that is being done. John wants answers. And Jesus, the first thing that he does, he does not give him a, he does not give him a, a scolding or he does not give him a lesson. He does not give him a, a, a three-point message or whatever. He points to him the, the, the work of God that is being done. Go tell John what you see with your eyes. Go tell John what you hear with your, with your ears because God is moving. God is doing things. And just as a body of Christ, just as people, when we find ourselves in that position, the, the number one thing that is important, the number one thing that is helpful is to see and uh, hear testimonies from other people. Because at times when you don't see God working in your life, you feel like God is not working at all. But when you see God work in other people, you realize that he is not asleep. He is still doing what he does. He is still God. And therefore, when you find yourself in a place of, uh, of, of doubt, in a place of, uh, of solitude, look out to other people. Look out to other Christians. That's why the Bible says that do not forsake the gathering of the, of the saints. Because when we gather, when we are, when we are, are, when we are alone, we only have our perspective when we are by ourselves, we only have us to hear from. And when we are in doubt, who is going to tell us different? When we, are, uh, when we don't have the strength, who is going to show us any difference? So when we gather together and I come here with my doubts, I come here with, my, with, uh, with the darkness around me, I come here and I see you praising God for what he has done uh, in your life. And I hear what God has done in your life. Then my spirit is lifted then my spirit is, is, is rejuvenated because I know that my, my situation is not ultimate. My situation is only temporary because God is still doing things in other people's lives. So, cherish and, uh, and, and uh, see the importance of the family of God. See the importance of other people's testimonies. See the importance of what God is doing in other people. And I feel like uh, verse, verse 22, it just speaks to me. Uh, when, God says, uh, when Jesus says, go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. I feel like this is what uh, Jesus is telling us. Is, te- is telling us uh, today in this generation, in this moment, to go back and tell them what we have seen and heard. To go back 
to people who are hurting, to people who are in a situation where they feel like God is not moving the way he used to move. God, uh, I feel like Jesus is telling us, you have seen it, now go back and tell them. Go back and show them. Go back and reveal to them what you have seen and what you have heard. And so, if you're in this space, if you're in a, in a, in a, in a, in a dark place, in a dungeon, where you feel like you are surrounded by a, uh, just a dark cloud, you can't see light out of it. I feel like Jesus, God is telling me today to tell you that he is the same God. He is the same Jesus. At one point, you might have felt like he was close. He is still close. At one point, you might have seen him, uh, him do action. You might have seen him do uh, wonderful things. He is still the same God. He has not changed. He is the one. He's the same one who's still sitting on the throne. He, was, he is the same, uh, same God yesterday, today, and forever. So no matter your situations, no matter what is going on in your life, know and realize that he is still God. He is still Jesus. Amen. And so this, uh, this should be a reminder to us that Jesus has not changed and Jesus is still doing uh, mighty things. And it should also be a reminder to us to, uh, to be caring for other people who might not be in the same position as we are. To other people who might not uh, have the same, uh, same uh, relationship in the moment with Jesus that we have. In that moment, we should realize that we have, we have the ability to go to Jesus and return with a message of hope. To go to Jesus and return with a message of healing. To go to Jesus and return with a message of a bright and a bright, a bright and a... And, and a, and a uh, and a future that is free from uh, bondage. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we go on in uh, verse 24. After, the Bible says, after John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by, the, uh, by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People who, are, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in, and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes. He is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare, for you, uh, you prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. And so, we have gone through the, these two phases of uh, John the Baptist, where he is on a, uh, on a high on the mountaintop and where he is in the valley. We have gone through uh, these two phases where he has all the faith in the world and in another place where he, he is doubtful. And in one place he is in light, and in one place he is in darkness. And yet, when uh, Jesus turns to the crowd and talks about John, 
He does not say, there goes a man who used to be great. Now he is nothing because he didn't believe in me. There goes a man who used to, be, uh, used to uh, do mighty and powerful things, but now he is useless because he's in a, in a dark place. No, no, no. Jesus turns to the, to the crowd and talks about John in a way that, that uh, only God knows uh, 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 about who John is. Because the people around saw uh, the, 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 the outside, the exterior, what was happening on the outside. They saw a great man, uh, a great man who was once a, a, a prophet, who was once a, a man who talked to government officials, who talked to uh, uh, demons, who talked to uh, poor people, who talked to rich people, but now he's confined in a, uh, in, in a prison, in a corner, in a dungeon, in a dark place. People saw that and they'll, and they'll probably conclude and say he's become weak or he's is done for. But Jesus looks at, uh, at John the Baptist and he says, this man is a great prophet. This man is whom the scriptures prophesied about. And he says, there's no, uh, of all the men that have lived, there's no one greater than John the Baptist. So, God again and again reminds us that, yes, you might go through dark times. You might go through times where you feel like God is so far away right now. But don't ever despair and think that that is how God sees you. Don't ever feel like God sees you uh, based on your circumstances. He sees you based on what he created. He sees you based on what he has input in you. He sees you based on what, uh, what uh, if you surrender to him, what the potential, uh, the potential is. Because he has placed a seed in you. He has, placed, uh, he has placed a future in you. And even though the circumstances might feel like a dungeon, and even though the circumstances might be dark at the moment, know that if Jesus were to give an account about your life in the moment, He'd call you by what he created in you. He'd call you by the great things that he has, uh, he has endowed in you. Just like here, Jesus, he's, uh, he calls John the Baptist the greatest man to ever live, even though he, is, he has just sent people with doubtful questions to ask Jesus, uh, to, to, to inquire if Jesus really is the one who he says he is. So I want to encourage you that even uh, when God sends you, when God has spoken to you to go uh, speak to someone who is not, who is not uh, in a good place, remember not to talk them down because if Jesus himself never, never uh, looked down on a person who was in doubt, who are you or who am I to go uh, and, and uh, speak bad about someone who is going through a rough patch? If Jesus himself, God, uh, he's, he was all perfect. He had the right to say, uh, to, to call John uh, whatever he, he wanted to call him because apparently he, he was doubtful. But Jesus gives us a clear, and, uh, and a clear way to follow that people can go through rough times, but you as Jesus' followers are not going to judge people based on what they're going through, but you're going to ask God to, to, uh, to enlighten you 
and to preach and to speak life into that person, to speak the potential that they hold and not tear them down. Amen. Amen. So, and uh, it's going to be a very short message. Ooh, very short. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that is uh, the message that God uh, placed on my heart to, to remind us that prayer sometimes requires other people to help you. Prayer sometimes requires uh, 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 people to carry you through, uh, through uh, rough situations. In places where you, cannot, you feel like you cannot cry out to God, we have people, we have friends, we have family, we have lighthouse, is that place where you can ask people to, uh, to, to, to stand with you in prayer, to, to, uh, to walk with you in a time where it feels like you don't have the strength to walk by yourself. God has given us, God has blessed us with support systems. And let us use that. Let us not uh, isolate ourselves and let the devil have uh, a field day. Let us not behave and act as though we are alone in this world. We are not, and we cannot be. We are not independent. Amen. Amen. So uh, let us pray. God, we thank you. We give you praise because you are a good God, because you are a loving Father. And Lord, you have not given us, you have not left us as orphans, but you have given us the Spirit of God to be with us. And Lord God, you have not left us to be isolated, but you have given us the church. You have given us, Lord God, a, a body of believers. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, even when we go through tough times, remind us not to be proudful, but to ask for people to help us in prayer, to ask people to help us to, uh, to walk through difficult times in life. Because, Lord God, even the strongest of us face tough times. Even the strongest of us, Lord God, are sometimes in a place where it, is, where it does not look good. So I pray, Lord God, that you give us a heart of humility to ask for help, a heart of humility to ask for prayer from other people in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord God, in this place, if there's anyone in that place uh, right now, Lord, I speak life into their situation. I speak light into their situation. And Lord God, I pray that their eyes be opened, their ears be opened, and they see and know what you are doing in other people. They see and know, Lord God, what you are, uh, uh, how much work you are still doing in the world. And Lord God, let that encourage them. Because, Lord, your word says that uh, they overcame him by the, word, uh, by, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So I pray, Lord God, that our testimony will be a weapon to overcome the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that we will not be isolated. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we will not, Lord God, be confined to ourselves, but we will find freedom, Lord God, in your church. We'll find freedom in the people that you have placed around us in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord God, give us the grace. Give us the humility to walk through people in all rough situations that they may be going through. 
Give us, Lord God, the love, the unconditional love to have the patience with people in the name of Jesus Christ. And just like, Lord God, you did not uh, talk, uh, talk bad about uh, John, but, Lord, you spoke life into his, into his life. I pray in, in the same way, Lord God, we'll follow you. And we will not, Lord God, uh, talk down anyone, but we will speak life and bring them along, Lord God, in their, in their rough times in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I give you praise. We give you honor, Lord, because you are a good God, because you are a Father who cares and loves us glorify you in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen.